and it's believed that uh, in the universe there's this impersonal energy force that flows throughout the entire universe and this energy force is with it, uh, flows through each one of our bodies. Uh, the problem with it, however, is that while it does portray both good and evil, um, it portrays them in a way that, that is against what we as Christians believe. You could possibly be introducing some uh, dangerous spiritual elements to the students. This is Evidence and Answers with Pat Zucaran, giving you eternal answers to challenging questions and providing reasons for faith in Christ. You're going to find this to be a very informative Evidence and Answers with Pat Zucaran. We're going to be talking about the Christian and martial arts. East meets West. Is it okay for the Christian to engage in martial arts? Are there aspects uh, to martial arts that uh, the Christian faith ought to beware? Uh, with us today, a special guest, and Pat, why don't you introduce him? Yes, today our guest is John Harsh. John is the owner of the USA Martial Arts up in Frisco. Frisco uh, is in the north suburb of Dallas. Well, welcome to the show, John. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, you know, martial arts has quickly become a mainstream in American culture. It's estimated that about three to four million people in the U.S. participate in the martial arts, and it's estimated that up to 20% of those who participate are, are professing Christians. So it's a very relevant issue. In fact, I just did a uh, radio show on it uh, for Probe uh, about a month ago, and our phones were ringing off the hook. People wanted to talk to me. Agreeing, disagreeing, wanting information, it's a hot topic right you now. Bet. I'm going to ask both of you to give us a brief history of the martial arts. Well, the martial arts, uh, there's really no written history on it, but the best we can do, we estimate that it began about 5,000 years ago in the Babylonian, Sumer, uh, in that area, Mesopotamia. And then it traveled on over into Asia, and that's where it was refined and became the martial arts it is today. But it is believed, you know, tradition has it that about 500 B.C., a monk named Bodhidharma, Shaolin monk, was looking for a way to give these monks uh, physical exercise because a lot of them weren't in good health and were falling asleep during meditation. So he was looking for some way to give them some form of exercise. And so he began with these physical movements of strikes, punch and kicks uh, to give them some physical exercise and that's how Shaolin Kung Fu developed and it is believed that all martial arts can trace their origin back to the temple of Bodhidharma and from the Shaolin monasteries somehow it got out into the public and from there it has gone throughout the world and so that's a brief history of the martial arts. John, how long have you been involved? I've been involved in the martial arts uh, since about, well, as an adult, 1995. I did some earlier as a, as a young adult when I was 21. I, I had been eager to participate for, uh, for quite some time, and my parents really wouldn't let me do it till I was a grown-up. They were one of those who had the conception that uh, it teaches violence or, or that uh, I would become a very aggressive person. Um, this is not true. Uh, the martial arts does not teach that. But that delayed me getting into it. Um, and once I joined uh, USA Martial Arts in Plano in uh, 95, I stuck with it and uh, am now owning my school in Frisco. Now, here is the $64,000 question, and we'll get to it right now. We'll discuss it th throughout the show. Since martial arts comes from the East 
and was so tied to its spiritual philosophy. What are some of the spiritual principles basic to the martial arts? Well, traditional martial arts is based on the Eastern philosophy, and there's three basic concepts there. The first one is the concept of chi, or in Japanese it's called the ki. C-H-I. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And it's believed that uh, in the universe there's this impersonal energy force that flows throughout the entire universe, and this energy force uh, flows through each one of our bodies, and the martial artist is told to concentrate his chi force uh, right at his navel area, and when he strikes and kicks, to release the power of the chi force into his strikes and kicks, giving him a more powerful uh, strike. Mm. And those schools that teach even more mystical aspects of the chi teach that you could strike someone down with your chi from across the parking lot, from a distance away. You You don't even have to hit him. Right, uh huh, yeah. and you see that concept uh, in a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, movies, martial mm-hmm. arts movies coming in from the east, and you see them now uh, in Western uh, martial arts movies as well. A uh, second concept is the concept of yin and yang, and John, why don't you uh, expand on that one a little bit? Well, Pat, yin and yang is uh, quite common as far as symbols, um, as far as uh, philosophy in the martial arts. Uh, The problem with it, however, is that while it does portray both good and evil, um, it portrays them in a way that that is against what we as Christians believe. Yeah, Uh, yin and yang is the power of good and evil or light and darkness, and they are in an eternal uh, battle and uh, conflict with one another, and they balance one another off in perfect harmony. as as uh, as you were saying, the uh, the forces are considered equal, and that comes from a, a philosophy that we call dualism, and that's very far from Christianity. What we as Christians believe is that bad is basically, as C.S. Lewis said, it's good that's gone wrong, mm-hmm. or good that's been spoiled. Um, in a dualistic world, if we have Satan and God, they're they're going to be equally powerful. But we know that, that God is all-powerful and that Satan comes to an end, uh, that, that evil is terminated. Therefore, they, they're not of equal weight and equal power. Yeah, and a martial artist must, in a combat situation, or in all situations actually, must uh, put himself in harmony with the flow of yin and yang throughout the whole process. I want to go back to the chi for just a moment. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, very popular movie, Academy Award nominated. I think it may have won some Academy Awards, a movie that I saw. And I'm seeing this theme also coming up in some martial arts movies. Their ability to, to defy gravity, to literally fly, is that based on tapping into the chi? You think that's what that is? Yes and no, um, but it is believed that uh, the chi force is what is the energy force that flows throughout the universe. Therefore, if a martial artist can master the power of the chi, then they can tap into some very powerful forces Mm -hmm. of the universe and do some supernatural things. Yes, it is believed that some of the ancient monks could levitate uh, during meditation and could uh, go for days, you know, without eating 
and could jump and scale walls and do some really uh, supernatural things. Maybe not to the extent of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yeah. but more than the average person could do. And I might add that, that some of those behaviors, these actions, took on kind of a, a mythological or, or folklore Sure. status and, sure. and uh, exaggerated what was actually happening. Although, as Pat said, uh, it is believed that there were folks who could do some supernatural things. Mm -hmm. uh, there are two things I don't want the audience to miss. Uh, first of all, such an awesome point that you made, uh, John, both of you, on C.S. Lewis and how he pointed out that good is a standard. It's, as he put it, further up and higher back. And that evil is a twisting or a perverting of that which is good. So they are not equal. Evil is a splinter from, off of, something that is good. They can't be equal because then there'd be no standard of good and evil. And that's one of the problems with the Star Wars trilogy. The other thing about the, the, the key or the chi is that uh, we must be cautious, I think you would agree, in this area because you're dealing with a, a, with a spiritual force. And any time, am I correct here, that you are dealing in a spiritual force that is outside of God or outside of the Holy Spirit, you run the potential of tapping into something that could be masquerading there uh, demonically. Yes, and along with the chi, also there is Eastern meditation techniques. Now, you, you combine all three of these together and you could possibly be introducing some uh, dangerous spiritual elements to the students. Uh, Eastern meditation teaches you to empty your mind of all thought. Now, some mystical schools will teach to empty your mind of all thought and uh, enter into a different state of consciousness or even invite a, 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 another entity to come and give you instruction along the way. Wow. And so uh, you combine all three of those together and, and you have something that could potentially lead you down a very uh, destructive path. Well, here's a two-part question. Can Christians participate in the martial arts? And if so, how do I select a style of martial arts? Well, basically, the martial arts are divided into two camps. Now, this is not a clear black and white camp, but basically there are two divisions in the martial arts. There's the soft arts and there's the hard arts. The soft arts include forms like Tai Chi, Chuan, and, and some forms of Aikido and Ninjitsu where the movements are tied in with the spiritual and philosophical elements of Qi and meditation and the yin and yang. They're interwoven in there um, in very strong ways. Now the hard arts tend to focus on the physical movements, the strikes, the punches, and the kicks. Uh, the hard arts would include like judo, Thai boxing, jiu-jitsu, karate, uh, Shaolin boxing. Uh, those would be considered the hard arts. So generally speaking, generally speaking now, uh, Christians should avoid the soft arts and should look for schools that teach the hard arts. But even in the hard arts, they've got to know uh, what's going on because... Eastern meditation and chi and all that still can be incorporated in the hard arts. The key really is the instructor. Yes, Pat. Um, it's important that when you look for a school that you examine what they're teaching. If, if a school will not let you come in and try out a class and get to know their instructors, if they want you to join right away, 
don't do it. There are plenty of schools out there that are going to give you an opportunity to take a look, meet the, meet the teachers, and, and find out about their curriculum. Um, one thing that I did when I was enrolling my child in martial arts, my son, um, who, who is now 13, um, I, was, I was very concerned about the spiritual aspects of what he might be learning. And I was not a professional martial artist at the time. I was not a studio owner. I was a school teacher. We went to one studio, went up the stairs and into the studio, and the first thing I faced was a big bookshelf full of, of books on Eastern mysticism and spirituality, uh, Zen, meditation. And I, I then got past that and, and looked at the instructor and looked at what was going on, and I, I realized that's not what I wanted my child to do. Obviously would be incorporated into the training, which could be spiritually detrimental, you thought. That's absolutely right. I turned around and walked out the door uh, and didn't give much time at all to that studio. I continued to shop until I found uh, the USA Martial Arts School there in Plano. I liked how the instructors worked with the students. I saw posted on the wall the concepts that they taught outside or the, the character building concepts such as integrity, honesty, good judgment, courtesy. These are these are things that I saw when I entered the school. I was able to watch long enough to see that those things were actually implemented. I saw that the school tied academic performance and responsibility at home in with their uh, with the karate curriculum, in with the uh, the belt system. You had to be doing a good job at school and at home in order to make progress there in martial arts. So that that was something that attracted me into that style. Also, screening for things that were going to be detrimental uh, to my child spiritually. I didn't see that. There was no focus on meditation. There was no focus on uh, chi, uh, anything that, that made me have a sense of alarm that I should not be involved in that as a Christian. Yeah, and selecting a school, the key is the instructor. He's got to know and understand you know these eastern concepts of chi and meditation and be able to differentiate and take those out of the physical exercise part pat there's almost a um i think our word that we might be looking for is uh can the martial arts be successfully co-opted by uh, the christian and by the christian worldview in, in the same way that we've co-opted december 25th and now that is a celebration of the birth of christ we have successfully co-opted that from a pagan worldview and and other aspects even monday tuesday wednesday thursday those names have pagan origin they no longer hold that symbology to us uh it has become something else uh is that what we're getting at here, that uh, the Christian can successfully co-opt the martial arts, avoiding some of the religious aspects and incorporating some of the other aspects? Yes. Now, on this issue, uh, many Christians may disagree with me, but I believe that uh, that is possible. Uh, if you have discerning Christians who are able to discern uh, the pantheistic worldview from the Christian worldview, it can be done. A uh, lot of good things can be used for evil, you know, music, uh, media. If we can come at it from a Christian worldview, and uh, as Paul says, you know, take it captive for Christ, I mm -hmm. believe, yes, we can uh, use martial arts as a great teaching tool 
and a great form of self-defense and exercise and uh, incorporate elements of the Christian worldview in it. I do think that we ought to be able to defend ourselves. And I think that's one of the, uh, uh, well, it's one of the good elements of the martial arts. Um, let's talk about martial arts training and violence here, because that is a question that's obviously going to come up. I think a lot of people come into the, mar- correct me if I'm mistaken, but they come into the martial arts maybe because they want to be able to whip up on somebody, but then when they come in, they realize that there are overriding factors that will eliminate that bad attitude uh, elements of integrity and self-discipline and kindness and so forth uh, to to the extent that it becomes a defensive posture when necessary as opposed to being able to be the tough kid on the block. Absolutely correct. Um, it In most schools that I know, uh, Christian or not, the emphasis is on teaching children that karate stays at karate unless someone is really trying to hurt you. Um, you cannot use karate on brothers or sisters. You can't use it on your friends at school. And then if you do, there's going to be some negative consequences, not only at home, but at the karate school itself. We're going to take care of that as well. Also, we find out that that kids who come in thinking that they're going to become a Power Ranger or a ninja, uh, all it really takes is going through some of the exercises, going through some some no contact sparring to find out how difficult it really is and it gives them a real world view and it helps them find out what's fantasy on TV and what's not. They find out how hard it is to kick for two minutes uh, and, and then they realize it's pretty hard to fly and kick. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Well, so uh, martial arts training, uh, quite the contrary, does not lead to violence then. You're saying it, uh, it can actually circumvent that. I think it it certainly develops self-control in the kids uh, and adults as well. Uh, It it also lets them get a feel of what contact is like after a while. Usually you'll see that in advanced belts or advanced training. Uh, Once they get in and start experiencing uh, what it is to get bumped around, um, they realize that it's not something to use on other people, that it's, it's good as long as there are rules and uh, and it's safe as long as someone is in charge as an adult. But no, I think it I think it certainly does uh, build up self control. Would Christ have us protect ourselves, uh, engage in self defense if our families or ourselves were threatened? Obviously, top of mind would be uh, an interpretation of turn the other cheek. Right. A lot of Christians are confused in that area. You know, Matthew chapter five, where Jesus says. Uh, turn the other cheek. A lot of Christians take it to mean that that is teaching total pacifism, that whenever attacked or anything, you are not to use any sort of violence or self-defense. In other words, you're just to turn the other cheek every time. Well, that's not what Christ was teaching here. If you look at the proper context in the Jewish culture, when you were slapped across the cheek, that was a, a form of insult. So if someone slaps you and insults you for being a disciple of Christ, in that context, Christ has then turned the other cheek. That's a big difference from someone coming at you with a knife. In fact, uh, if someone is going to attack your wife or children, uh, the morally right thing to do 
is to protect them using lethal force if necessary, uh, even surrendering your life to protect them. That's the morally right thing to do. Yes. I thought through those issues quite a bit before I got back into martial arts. And um, I was concerned about the verse that, that Pat just mentioned. Um, however, I, I came to agree with him uh, pretty much. I also look at the rest of the Bible. You, know, you want to take everything in context. Yes. I see that Paul tells us to live at peace whenever possible. He did not say at all cost. I also noticed that uh, when John the Baptist was preaching, um, I believe it's in the Gospel of Luke, uh, some a series of, of groups came to him, uh, Pharisees and Sadducees, who he called a brood of vipers. But then a group of soldiers came up to him and asked what they should do. He did not tell them to put down their weapons and stop being soldiers, which is a type of martial artist. He told them not to oppress people with their authority or with their power, and yeah. he sent them on their way. Yeah. I seem to recall Christ saying, sell your cloak and buy a sword. Uh, you're probably going to need it uh, due to persecution and so forth. Right. And so the Bible uh, doesn't teach total pacifism. You know, it is just there's times there we are called to defend ourselves and defend others and defend our country in situations of uh, just war when we are being attacked uh, in a way that defends ourselves from enemy attack but to aggressively initiate some kind of violent attack or something yeah that's not biblical teaching at all yeah absolutely this is a fascinating topic. Uh, let's talk about uh, USA Martial Arts there in Plano. What makes them different from a traditional martial arts studio? Well, um, both the schools, the one in Plano and the one in Frisco as well, um, teach what Patrick described as a hard style. We do not involve ourselves in meditation. Um, we don't involve ourselves in in. Uh, Eastern philosophy. It's all about the physical movements and learning how to take care of your body uh, and developing biblical character traits, that, as I've described before. Um, it's, I, I can give an example. We had a summer camp just, um, just last week, and I had a student who came in from another school just for the summer camp. And on his uniform was a patch that had the yin and yang symbol and around the, the border, it said, Institute of Inner Strength. You're never going to see anything like that in our school or in any school that, that uh, is, is a non-traditional school um, because that's, that's not where we draw our strength. Um, you're going to see an emphasis on learning what you can achieve, uh, learning teamwork, learning leadership, um, but you're not going to see the, the emphasis on Eastern mysticism at all. There are health benefits as well to the martial arts, obviously. Definitely. Uh, cardiovascular, um, general overall strength. Um, I see actually uh, with my experience as, as a special ed teacher in Plano, I've seen and heard a lot of anecdotal evidence that that children with developmental delays um, benefit significantly 
from uh, martial arts training just because of the um, the types of stimulation that, that are involved physically. I want to give you a quick plug for martial arts uh, there at USA Martial Arts in Plano and Frisco. How can they get in touch, internet, or phone number? Our website is usamartialartsfitness.com. You can reach us by phone in Frisco at 214 387 8727 and in Plano at 972-985-7738. We want to thank you so much for listening to Evidence and Answers with Pat Zucharin on this timely topic and remind you that you can get this entire series at our website, evidenceandanswers.org. That's evidenceandanswers.org. You'll find some of the best resources on presenting and defending your faith in Christ to an increasingly skeptical world at evidenceandanswers.org. World religions, atheism, the cults, the occult, apologetics, scientific and philosophical arguments for the existence of God, creation and evolution, the reliability of the Bible, archaeology and history, and the end times, to name but just a few. Evidence and Answers is supported by you, the listener, who appreciates a program that gives good answers to good questions. Our calling is to do what the Apostle Paul did on Mars Hill in Athens. He presented and defended the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we'll help you do the same by the grace of God. Just go to evidenceandanswers.org and any gift or purchase of resources will be a tremendous encouragement to us. And remember that this entire series is available at evidenceandanswers.org. Thank you so much for listening to Evidence and Answers with Pat Zucharin. God bless and thanks so much for listening. Evidenceandanswers.org.